This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusader for law. Hey everybody, welcome off the rack, your favorite husband-wife comic book review series. I'm Sal. I'm oh, Tiffany. That's right, we're married. Y- yes. I don't get to say that very often. I thought I'd bring it up at the top of the show. I think you're just like doing things so I don't know what's happening. I'm like, I do. I what? like to kind of spring things on you. Hello. Like when I asked you to marry me. Ho oh, ho, that's another thing. Anyway. That's true. Uh, so yeah, uh, welcome to the show. We take books from the past week, recap them, review them, let you know what we thought about them, then give you recommendations of books coming out this week on New Comic Book Day. That's Wednesdays for you guys. Uh, and uh, let you know what we think you should pick up. Um, this show is sponsored by viewers like you. If you are watching the show live, you're sponsoring the show right now by using those super chats and uh, asking a question, making a comment, and having it appear here on the show. That's how the extra money happens. Otherwise, it's just ad revenue, and uh, not everyone can rely on that. Uh, if you do want to help the show a little more directly, you can always go to patreon.com slash and help us out there. Uh, let's jump into it. So there's a lot of books that came out this week. I'm not going to waste a lot of time with them. I want to do a couple of rapid-fire reviews okay. because I want to address them at the very least. Um, yeah, and we also missed the week before. We missed the week before. So Is there anything you want to mention? A, yeah, I mean, like, I think there's just going to be a combo of some stuff because there's definitely a couple books that came out last week that I was like, it should talk about. Yeah, that's fair. Them. Right, right. So let's just let's just let's just jump into some stuff. Let's okay. just go for it. What you got? Uh, Batman Universe number four came out from okay. uh, Brian Michael Bendis and Nick Darrington. Uh, basically, what I'm going to say is it's more the same. It's if you like this book. You'll like this issue. If you don't like this book, I don't understand you. Uh, but if you aren't reading it, you should. There's only four issues. You can find them all uh, on the rack at your local comic book store or, of course, at Walmart. Right. Um, you can take them off the rack. That's right. Off this show. Uh, yeah, Walmart uh, had them earlier. Uh, and if you like, if you hurt your back reaching down to look for them, you might actually find a, cold, uh, a couple older versions of it. Uh, but no, it's just a great series. I love this book. I will recommend it every time. you got to read it. Uh, every time. Nice. Just a great book. Um, incidentally, I'm also going to recommend Amazing Spider-Man number 31 from Nick Spencer and Ryan Otley. This is the the wrap-up, I think, of the two uh, tie-in issues that are tied in with Absolute Carnage. Mm-hmm. Um, it's clearly... Spencer's like, I don't want to talk about Absolute Carnage. So it's mostly just more indications as to who kindred is oh plus also a spider-man fight with carnage but it's not really carnage it's uh norman osborne as carnage as per the absolute carnage event sure Uh, the issue looks fun the art by ryan otley is great i figured out what i like about ryan otley's art in the spider-man titles and why i don't really like it too much elsewhere i'm not a huge fan of his like regular people characters but i am a big fan of it happening in spider-man books so it's why I was, like, turned off by Otley's art. But Spider-Man kind of, like, doing action is where the reward is. Not okay. to paraphrase from the old Spider-Man theme song. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good book. It's fun. I guess I dig it. Pick it up if you want to continue Spider-Man. He fights Carnage in a believable way. Plus, like, Norman Osborn's all messed up. Um, but we're also indicating, like, uh, that they're going to fix the whole Norman Osborn thing because Cletus Cassidy. Right. Which is stupid anyway, so it's time to fix that. Uh, Nick Spencer's ever just, like, closing other people's jars for them. It's kind of fun. It's like, hang on. Hang on. You left this open. You raccoons. Yeah, you just, just let me take care of this. <laughs> uh, what are you recommending? What, what did you read this week you want to review or talk about? Are we doing the rapid fire thing? Yeah, let's do the, uh, but before we do, let's jump into some super chats. Okay. Uh, Mr. Crispin says, like this. Like this. Like this. Like, by, oh, by, see, by it, like it, you. it could like go this. either way. Or, like this. I like this episode. Here's no, two I, pounds. I'm pretty sure it's like this. I think it is. But thank you very much for an excellent thank example. You. Adam Asimo, it's been a while. I'm glad to be back on the streams. Glad to have you, Adam. Welcome back to Hi. the show. Uh, Pricey8040, finally got my birthday books. Nice. Alan Moore, Swamp Thing, Superman, Hickman FF, Aaron Thor, two omnibuses of Jeff Johns GL, and Morrison's X-Men. Got some reading to do. You wow. certainly do. That's a ton of omnibuses, a lot of books, and a lot of deep reading. And happy so, birthday. And happy birthday to you, Pricey8040. And Condor Kids 10 I'm sorry, Condor Kids Inc. says, Hey, Comic Pop, my friends and I are huge fans of the channel, and I think if you did another Harvard Patrol uploaded in one video, it might do better. I agree with you, man. Thank you very much for digging it. Thank you. Thank you to you and your friends. You are the best of your friends because you're watching it right now. 
Um, unless they're all watching. Unless then. they're all watching, in which case, hey guys. Um, yeah, uh, Harbor Patrol should be one video. I should do that. Uh, it would take me two weeks to do it, and I don't have any time. So, but the next time. But the next time will be one. Next video. time. That's right, and there will be a next time. Yeah. And uh, Cam senses says can't stay because class starts soon, but I'm stoked off the rack is back after the whirlwind that I'm sure New York Comic Con was. Here's some coin. Thank you very much, Cam. Thank yes, you. it was a whirlwind. Was. Uh, you can actually see a lot of insight into what we're doing on New York Comic Con. I have a lot of stuff that I've just been trickling out over the past week mm -hmm. uh, over on Instagram.com/slash/comicpopofficial. Not only that, I launched a whole new show. It's called On the Cheap. I recommend books you can pick up very very cheaply at your comic book stores or comic cons. Check that out. It's also directly over on the Instagram. Instagram.com slash official. If I'm talking too fast, you missed the links. All links for everything are in the description below this video. Uh, uh, yeah, jump into it. What do you got? Rapid fire. Rapid fire? Okay, yeah, why not? that works out well. Uh, let's, uh, this week, uh, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, or whatever the hell that book is called. Oh, Har Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. Oh, it's literally what it's called. Okay, I was like, what is it called again? Harley uh, Quinn and Poison Ivy. It's a six issue mini. Um, it's issue two. It's. Um, I, I had like a, the slightest of interest in it last time around. Yes. This has killed my interest in it, unfortunately. <laughs> but it's got Floronic Man and Poison Ivy. Well, here's the thing. That is what I dig about it. I do love Poison Ivy as a character. This book just isn't holding my interest. And the art in particular is where I'm, I'm struggling with it. At times, it's really great. But most of it is not. It's just not there quite yet. You know what I mean? Like, well, what, what would you? What do you mean by that? Like, not quite there yet. I mean, like, I, I think like given a little more uh, time to refine the art style found in this book, it could be better. But a lot of panels, um, like anatomy is either wonky or they're more just maybe better cover image or like still image kind of things. Everything's very static and like. Even where, like, motion is meant to be captured, it's that, like, very standard, like, running kind of, like, you know, form that you'll see over and over again. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's not quite what I was looking for in terms of the book. And the story is a little all over the place. I think it just needs to be tightened up a little bit more so. And it's very unfortunate because, like I said, like, I wanted to support this book because I wanted to tell DC I'd like to see more Poison Ivy Yes, I remember stories. you saying, yeah. But unfortunately, I, I just, I'm going to, I find it hard to continue purchasing this for myself. Well, and you, it, because comics are like 4 to $7 an issue, you yeah. really have to conserve. Yeah. Um, again, if anyone else is digging this, that to totally. I support you supporting this because I would like to see more Poison Ivy uh, come out of DC. This book just isn't for me. Fair enough. What else you got? Oh, um, uh, last week, uh, Doctor Strange number 20 came out. Yes. That uh, was last this... week, but we did miss last week's episode. And so like, I'm going to go back and forth between those two because there was a lot of books that came out that I wanted to talk about from there. Um, Doctor Strange number 20 came out, and um, this brings to a close this run of Doctor Strange with Mark Wade, leading into the next run of Doctor Strange with Mark Wade, um, called The Surgeon Supreme. This is like kind of um, in a series of three, like just kind of one-off sort of, sort of stories that actually ended up leading into the Surgeon Supreme storyline, right. in which Doctor Strange makes a deal or like uses a book to gain like knowledge but also then ends up getting the use of his hands back right. his hands are healed and now he's like playing with the idea of like should i become a surgeon again i feel like i should it's my hippocratic oath there yeah um he has a, a dream like you know obviously put together by nightmare as nightmare like sort of shows up kind of but we don't deal with nightmare so forget about that oh okay um, and inevitably, like, we call, like, Kana in to kind of wrap up that storyline to some degree, where it's oh, like, the character hey. that Mark Wade created? Yeah, like, hey, we're, we're cool, he and Kana are totally fine, they're oh. friends, kind of whatever. He's like, I was a bad friend, but it's fine. She helps her out with, like, an issue that she's got going on when he realizes that, like, he can, he can't, like, easily cast spells anymore because his hands have forgotten the muscle memory. Why would that? Why would that be different? Because his hands are healed now, and he learned with broken hands, so now his regular hands don't know how to do anything. And I'm like, I feel what like is, that's kind of a stretch. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't it? Like, what? What is it with people who are like, you know, you know, what Doctor Strange is great at, uh, you know, being a magician or sorcerer? Uh, what if we like reduced him? To not to that. not being as as great as you'd expect him to right. be. Right. So like now he's like I can still kind of cast magic, but not in the same way. It's cool. And like the concern is like if he I becomes gotta relearn. if he becomes a surgeon, won't that diminish his ability to be the sorcerer supreme? No. And like that's probably some like you know back like plot by some like nefarious character to get him out of the seat. Oh. I'm sure. I don't know if that's what it is, but like fine, I guess. I don't know. He had to create some sort of like. Conflict, conflict 
beyond just it being weird that he had this. Um, so there it is. Nice. So you're not recommending it? I don't know. I, a lot of people like it, and I'm, you know. You're in the minority. I, I that's fine. Like again, like I doubt it if you look at the sales. I'm just not a fan. Just not a fan. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Lyndon Stewart helping us out in the super chats. Thank you very much, Lyndon. That was very generous. Thank of you, you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Luke Varillo says, "Love you guys." Tiff and Doctor Strange trade paperbacks. You're recommending? Looking for something stranger than the oath? Oh, uh, you're looking for something stranger than the oath? Go try and attempt. Let's just send you on a quest here into Shambhala. If you're looking for something stranger. Yeah, that that would be the place to go. That's Demetrius's stab at Strange, in which he does this like, it's literally it's one of those like oversized. Yeah, formatted... it's, an, it's one of those Marvel graphic novels. Yeah, it's like just literally a one shot kind of book. Um, very esoteric, talking about the ley lines of magic throughout the world. The art is very abstract, sort of, and like. Like, there's a lot of movement and flow to it and yeah. such. So if you're looking for something really outside of the box for Strange, I would look there. There you go. Nice. It's uh, art by Dan Green, by the That's way. That's who it is. I was like, I can't remember who it is. It's nuts. Uh, it is. Lennon Stewart, just following up on oh. his super chats, has messed up the last time. Uh, first time watching live. Welcome Yay, to the show, Lennon. Thank you very much. Um, Eddie Eckenberg says, I feel ready to find out who Kindred is. <laughs> Any longer, I feel like the mystery will outstay its welcome, and I love Harbor Patrol. Thank you Thank very you. much. Uh, I think, actually, I missed somebody who said, um, Press8040 said, have some money for Harbor Patrol Season 2. Thank you. Thank you very much. We'll take that money, yes. and we'll use it for that. I'll buy sandwiches for that day. Yeah, right? Because we had a, it was a very long shoot. <laughs> we had we had sandwiches. They were great. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with you, Eddie. Uh, I think somebody mentioned, like they were like, is it is it me, or... Is the uh, is is the kindred's identity now obvious based on the last two issues? Mm. And you know, didn't they want to stretch it out a little longer? And I'm like, maybe if it was 25 years ago, they would have like had it go on and on like for like almost a year. Uh-huh. But for now, since kindred like hasn't literally done like anything, and in the age we are in now, where it's like you don't just get to speculate about who the kindred is in your comic shop or with your friends. Yeah. It, you're speculating with every comic book fan on the planet. Right, right, right. You will be able to crack the mystery a little faster that way. Yes. So, it, it, you know, it'd be like if uh, America's uh, Most Wanted or uh, Unsolved Mysteries were airing today. It's like they'd find them a lot faster, and they still found them a lot faster back then. Right. So uh, I'm, I, I, feel, I feel like it's, it's a good speed, um, and I'm, I'm like you. I'm done. I'm like I didn't. I thought he was an overdeveloped looking character. I'm done. I'm done. I don't think the kindred should be. I, I think it should be like, like he his insectoid form. I'm thinking like a metamorphosis, so we don't have to see kindred anymore. Like he, we find out who it is, and then we can drop the whole like bug thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Algie tries his comic pop celebration. Hell yeah! Thank you very much, man. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, uh, in terms of other recommendations, other books that came out, uh, I read The Batman's Grave from uh, Warren Ellis and Brian Hitch. Yeah, I wanted to get to this one. I didn't get a chance to. Do you yeah. think I wanted, uh, I, I'd like it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you would. Yeah, yeah. Bra- uh, Bat- the Batman's Grave is rumored to have been the book that like DC sh- like drawered for years that Warren Ellis like, wrote this 12-issue Batman series, and then oh. they just never did anything with it. Um, we had speculated it was a great idea for them to call this the Batman book after they kicked Tom King off mm-hmm. as a good like palate cleanser transitional period. They decided to do two things. Uh, rather, just bring in Tynan IV, have him write Batman, and also get extra money by having the Warren Ellis series just come out and no, call it something they stupid. They should have put this out in between. So, well, they didn't, and instead, now it's here. Okay. Uh, it, it is basically just a Batman detective story. It's just straight up Batman is dealing with a detective. He is being a detective. There's a murderer. He's figuring it out. Um, Don't also, also, there's a theme. Good call. Uh, <laughs> there's a theme where, uh, basically, the Waynes had set up their graves before they had died. And so when okay. they were buried on... And, and they're changing it up in this story where the Waynes are buried on the family grounds. Right. And that when they'd set it up, they always, like they love their son so much they set up his grave ahead of time. Yes. So th- he, there's Thomas, Martha, and Bruce. The graves are already set up. And that right. Alfred's job is to tend to them. Yeah, that Bruce's gravestone is set up and no. ready to go. Okay, no, that's not how that works. Well, it is now. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe it's how it works in England. I don't know. But no, like, that's not how that works. <laughs> well, it is, and so well, maybe it maybe it works if it's on your property. No, well, okay, because the issue is you can't install a tombstone until after the the ground settles after you intern the body. Mm-hmm. Like, so you can't have that stone there, else it will sink. Right. Well, they did. It's it's the theme of the book, so. 
right. There you go. Um, <laughs> the, the, the whole point is that, like, Al, this is an Alfred who hates Batman being Batman, who's like, don't be Batman. <laughs> and he's, like, sad, and he's like, one day you're going to die, and it's all my fault, and blah, blah. And you're like, okay, cool. I, I don't like that, Alfred. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a really well-crafted detective story. I like seeing Batman doing, you know, detection and using his mind. He's detecting. Being, yeah. Uh, it's, it's intriguing and it's fun. And I like seeing Batman do this. And Ellis's voice for Batman is good. Um, I hate Brian Hitch's art and I think his people look like goblins and I don't like it. I think Brian Hitch can draw, like, buildings and robots and guns well, and i think really good though and i think like 20 years ago he could draw people really really well but now the faces and particularly his batman is my least favorite it's very stiff it's very like meh and it, he's not helped by his colorist who is oftentimes the same colorist i do see the stiffness you're talking about i don't mind the people though yeah but that's uh, just me it's, right. just, it's a different way of like inking and like yeah finishes on things no exactly so, like, and it, yeah listen uh, it, it's if you like his art, there's no reason not to because it is consistent and it is within the style. It's not like mm -hmm. it's all over the place and sometimes he gets a full page right and sometimes he doesn't like he was self-taught and right. posed the Levi Jeans ads. I'm just saying like <laughs> he's he's good, but he ain't my cup of tea. Uh -huh. And uh, seeing his Batman is always like, oh. Okay. Oh, you're doing it fine. Like his Ultimates was pretty good. But it had those shades of like, oh, okay, we're gonna get some hitching in here, and show, and so we do. Okay. So you know, is it, there is there any sort of like, um, do they leave you with a cliffhanger? Oh yeah, big like, time. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't want to ruin it. it. It is a straight up detective story, okay. so one should read it if you like Detective Batman, or especially if you're unhappy with this Batman. Sure. Like with Batman around, so you know, enjoy it. It's yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. You know, I dig it. Yeah. But uh, I, I dig it, but the art is like, eh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but it's only because it's Hitch, and that's my hang-up. Because I do love, because I, I, I get that everyone loves Brian Hitch. I remember when they were saying, like, Brian Hitch is doing it. I was like, oh, good. Right. And everyone else was like, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> fine. Uh, Eat That Horse says, this DC 5G thing uh, has me skeptical at best, but I'm so ready for Tinian, Tin, Tinian, Tinan, Tinan. Uh, to take over Batman, hopefully this book starts hitting 100,000 units again. Yeah, it's not Tynan, it's Tynan. I know. <laughs> no. And by the way, official pronunciation of James Tynan IV, Tynan. Tynan. Ty-non. But say I it think fast. it's Tynan. It's Tynan. Yeah. Yeah, but... Like, if, we were saying, like, we'd heard Tinian, we'd heard... Tinian. Tinian. Tynan. Yeah. It's Tynan. Tynan. Uh, from the horse's mouth, by the way. Yeah. Uh, apropos, because we're doing Eat That Horse. Uh... 5G is a cash grab, and I think it's a horrible idea. It will only fail spectacularly with the comic book community, but it will be great for speculators' markets because you'll get to say all kinds of fancy headliners like Black Batman. Uh, so don't buy it. Don't pre-order it. Don't promote it in any way. It is only there to hurt Rebirth. So if you don't like this idea, don't support it. 5G is bad for the industry. It's bad for DC Comics. You don't want to support this thing. But here we are. I, I always uh, struggle with that kind of thing because it's like I like supporting the idea of new new ideas, new, new ideas, blood, and like what if there is a good story like somewhere. Well, the, the tragedy like, hidden in there, like that's what like bothers me about that sort of like one note. Don't buy it. I feel like it's like investigate it, but you don't have to go all in on it. Right. Like, do your own research. Well, like uh, DCU. Yeah. The DCU. They were like, we're doing this thing, and like some things were neat, and other things were terrible. So you have to, and you had to really sift through it. Yeah. Um, the whole thing, you know, you don't want. Well, but but DCU was a, I, I think, a genuine attempt at some at doing something new and fresh. Right. Um, and it just got away from itself. Maybe they tried too much at one time. Right. Five G, I feel like, is an agenda by higher ups. Right. And I feel really bad for the people who they're hiring to execute it. And that's what I'm saying is that because like, they're going to be like, I'm telling you, I'm, I listen, I got to do Batman, or I'm going to do Superman, or I'm going to do Aquaman for the first time, and I want to tell my best possible story. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and those are the people that I feel the most bad for because they're going to be doing their best. And it's like, but it's all part of this machine that I don't want to support. Yeah. So, you know, but I hear what you're saying. I completely agree with you. Um, the one I feel the most bad for is Tynan the Fourth because while he is taking over for Batman, 
I don't think he's going to be writing Black Batman for 5G. But that's 5G. okay. So, like, even if that's true, but, like, that means he's just going to tell stories he wants to tell without right. having to worry about, like, the, like, tenure plan. No, it's true. You know? But let's hope that uh, he gets to tell as much of his story as he possibly can. Yeah. And hopefully he doesn't have, like, a two-year plan because it's not going to last that long. Uh, Casey Alfrey says, who do you think Mysterio is in Far From Home? Gutterman created the story with a warrior from a different dimension named Quentin Thoughts, because he has a different name. He's, he made up Quentin Beck as his pseudonym, mm -hmm. uh, but that's clearly not his real name. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think it's... I don't think it's like a double villain. I don't think it's like, oh, his real name is like Dimitri Simonikardov or whatever, however you say chameleon. Right, um, right, right. Although Dimitri was the name of the guy who drove the bus, so yeah. <laughs> that's chameleon. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I haven't really given much thought. Um, and because of the Sony, like, Disney whiplash of, so of Spider-Man getting out and getting back into the MCU, mm -hmm. I, like, very much, like, we saw the movie... I had, like, a lot of, of opinions about, like, the identity reveal and everything. And then once they were like, this is over, I'm like, I'm not going to think about this anymore. Right, so I've only right. just, like, we just watched, like, some of Far yeah. From Home the other day. And it was nice to get back into it and be, like, excited about the future of it. Mm -hmm. So I haven't really thought about it at all. Yeah. So I'm sorry. <laughs> but I don't have a good theory for you. Um, but maybe next time. But maybe next time. Also, as uh, going back to the other question about 5G and everything, I think Batman will jump back up to 100,000. Because it'll be a new creative team. It's true. Yeah, and then it'll be up to Tynan to make it stick. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Casey Alfrey says, also, extra dollars for getting my name right. You're welcome. Nice. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, yeah. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, this is more of a quicker review. Okay. Was uh, Christopher Cantwell and Salvador LaRocca's Doctor Doom. Okay. I saw that like this had come out. I am shocked there was not a lot of like fanfare for this okay. because it just literally showed up right. in my comicsology feed and I was like oh there's a Doctor Doom book you know between this and Carnage it's like Marvel's having their own year of, of the, the villain. villain oh not really only they're not coordinated <laughs> in any way uh, Doctor Doom the, the, the story it's like it's a day in the life of Doctor Doom is it a one shot? no oh that no, would no, be no, amazing it's an ongoing. oh I love that no but no it, this is a like you know the the superheroes and the business side of the superhero community have built like a, a station on the moon and dr doom thinks it's a stupid idea because they didn't ask him to help um this why would they do that be, yeah right but like uh so wait no is he he's is he evil? no he's still a villain he, yeah, his, his face is ruined it's back to normal right they threw so the whole thing away why would they do that right well because dr doom is an <laughs> arrogant windbag i know he's in, like he's egotistical yeah right exactly now. But, uh, you know, the, the story is basically that, like, Doom is, is framed for war crimes. And what is he going to do now? Right. I That's mean, it. I guess he's, like, he's an easy patsy for that kind of thing. Absolutely. It's like, hey, you want to commit a war crime? You just make it look like Doom did it. Like, more than likely he did somewhere That's right. else. Um, there are a lot of moments in this that are decidedly undoomy. Uh, okay. Doom, for example, would like never appear on a telecast to weigh in politically about whether that station on the moon is a good idea. Uh, he wouldn't put himself well, up to look like an idiot. Well, I mean, like maybe he might because it's like maybe this is the first time he's trying it. And right, it like, well, like, you know, Doom's never done that before. I Doom's got to try this. It's, Doom's got to try something. Right. It's it it's there is a really really good idea in this comic, and okay. Laraka's art is pretty good and well serviced for the story. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of like fun Doom lore that comes up in here. Overall, though, I feel like the execution just is not there. The writing just isn't good enough mm -hmm. for it to warrant this epic, this big, or this like impactful a story on either Doom or Marvel. Mm -hmm. um, it's just it's just not quite there. Right. And okay. so it should be excellent, and it's just kind of okay. You know, mm -hmm. and that's the the real tragedy of Doom. Uh, that being said, uh, I, I saw a lot of people who really dug it, and I'm I appreciate that, and I'm glad they did. And I found myself being like, Ugh, like really being disappointed by the dialogue or the way that the like the narration went. Uh, and, but then being like surprised or, or 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 excited for what was coming next. Okay, so I'm like, oh, you're a good story crafter. That's what you should be doing. Like, you need a partner. <laughs> so do that next time. Right. Uh, but that's how it felt. Uh, I I think it's good but not good enough. Mm. Like, I will definitely check out issue two to see if, like, maybe it was just the first issue jitters. Um, but after that, if it's just like, ugh, if the dialogue just isn't there, and particularly Doom. Yeah, like, he has a very specific way. Yeah, there are some folk who just can't write Doom. Like, yeah. just can't write him. Bendis is exactly one of those people who just can't write Doom. Well, because Doom doesn't seem like he'd be a man of that many words. Nope. So. 
do them one time in from and this is not Bendis who wrote this obviously I'm just saying that like yeah. there are some folk who can like who can write a like Bendis can write a wicked Spider-Man a great Luke Cage even a fun Tony Stark but he just can't do Doom some folk just it's hard to get into that headspace mm-hmm. but they want to right 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 it just doesn't fit okay. but uh you know check it out if you're if you're of a mind that was the other rapid fire review I wanted to mention oh okay um but uh, getting back into the super chats, Let's do it. Uh, Taylor Petcher says, "Hey guys, first time Hi. catching this live for Yay. a long, it's been a long time. Oh, welcome! But thank you, Taylor. I uh, won't be able to stay long leaving for work soon. Here's some coin. Thank you very thank much, you man. So much. Have a good time at work. Yeah, have a good day. And uh, thanks for joining us. Or evening or whatever. Yeah, Heartless Fang, have some love and dollar signs. Also, can't wait for this week's con- uh, content. Me too. Me too, man. And if you're a patron, you've already watched this week's back issues, which was filmed on location at New York Comic Con and covers." The best Tom King book ever written. Maybe. Um, I think so. Well, I, I think it's excellent, but like, you know. Well, and you have another episode that you need to do. That I have know. Features the other one. Well, I hope you guys um, can forgive us for this episode. It was shot live on, well, not live. It was shot on location, on location. at New York Comic Con. So, audio files out there. We're very sorry. There was very little we could do, but like. We did you cannot, look, you, our options were to either go in a separate place where you'd never know we were at New York Comic Con, so what's the point of shooting it there, or to shoot it where it was obvious we were at New York Comic Con, and unfortunately the audio suffered. We did everything we could to clean it up, but we want to apologize in advance. Yep. And there's a warning on it. There's so a warning we, on it, so, you know, you got that too. literally, like, when we heard the audio, it was a little worse than we expected it to be, and Sal realized that he would never get those reactions from Ben and Ethan again, and they are spectacular. I was there the entire time they were shooting this episode. Yeah. It's great. Thank it's you. It's great. Yeah, I um, love this episode. I think it's a great one. I think you're really going to enjoy it, So if you can get past the audio. forgive us. So, yeah. That's Thank not you. our normal thing, but, you know. No. <laughs> Uh, what was it? Eat That Horse says, this whole DC timeline thing doesn't make any sense. It just raises too many questions. Are some stories now just not canon because they reference things that don't fit in the timeline? Any theories? Also, it ain't, ain't it just a happy coincidence that Diana being the first flies directly in the face of Doomsday Clock's entire thesis about the importance of Superman and him being the first superhero? Um, I don't think it needs to. I think it's more like, because like Batman is obviously the like moneymaker tentpole of of, of uh, DC, mm-hmm. but John's made Superman the linchpin of the metaverse. Right. And I think Superman can be the linchpin of the DC, DC universe, but Diana still came out first because she's older. I, I'm I'm okay with that. I think because they're fake. Well, you can make up anything. It's also interesting that that is going to be coinciding with where seemingly the direction of the cinematic universe is going and yes. which like Diana was first. Was first. She was around and she her movies are doing well. Right. That's true. So so definitely you can feel that kind of influence on that decision as well. Yeah, I don't even know if it's an influence necessarily from like higher up as no. much as just an influence of like Cultural. that's an interesting idea. Yeah. What if we tried that? Right. Um I don't know. I yeah. don't know. It's just a thought. I will say, uh, I don't trust the current guard to write a DC timeline because like they've already been mucking with continuity because of like personal feelings about characters. Mm-hmm. You need somebody who's impartial who's like, here's what happened, here's what didn't. Um, you also can't like establish a DC timeline without a crisis because technically this is still New 52 and you don't have like a good bead on what happened to what character and what happened right. and what didn't happen, what you threw away and what right. you got to want to redo. So... It's not enough to have a timeline. Like, Zero Hour had a timeline. Um, I don't know what you're looking for. At the end of Zero Hour, they did this horrible thing. Look at that. that. Where they did a timeline that explained, like, when everything happened. And the problem with an event, a DC event that happened in, like, 1994, is that... uh, when the new heroic year, uh, age begins 10 years ago, so I guess 1984, that's when Batman, Superman, Flash, Aquaman, Marshman, and a Green Lantern, and Black Canary showed up, is that two years later, it's stupid and doesn't make any sense. You, you don't do this. Don't, put, don't make these. It, the, the fact they printed it in this is also hilarious. Um, but, you know, because it's, it was irrelevant when it was printed... And then when they made this trade, it was also irrelevant. Mm. The problem with DC is that like the timeline doesn't work. It doesn't make any sense. You can't do it. What you need to do is what DC used to do, which is not do these, but instead, um, you remember those books? What was it? We got those magazines from that yeah, comic book store? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, what, like just character information. Yeah, you need to do those. And you need to make them digital. 
yeah make them flyers just here's the characters and like make it a whole like issue you know where it's like but it's mostly text so you don't have to pay an artist to do all this stuff like, right just characters here's their design here's what they looked like when they first showed up here's what they look like now you know maybe leave a little bit of of, of nebulous space like here's what they look like when they first showed up here's what they look like now mm -hmm. there's some time in between we can fill in if we need to but for the most part here are the key stories that happened and you just have like an index and you just do that for i don't know a thousand characters you have to do that. You have to do that if you want to make everything make sense. Otherwise, it's all lip service. Uh, so, Ghost Rider came out. What do you think of Ghost Rider? <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad we should chat about that. Yeah, Ghost Rider came out. Um, this is the first issue? Yeah, it came out actually last, not this past week. But where, but this, is, this is another like, New York Comic Con-ish. Yeah, like, we got held up, so here it is. Um, they did an homage variant cover to a classic... Danny Ketch Ghostwriter cover done by Texiera, um, which um, in which the cover glowed. Yeah. I have one of them. It's it was one of the first glow-in-the-dark covers. Um, but, um, okay, so the story essentially is... This is by Ed Brisson, by the way? It is by Ed Brisson. Um, art's fine. It's, like, it's fine. Everything's fine about this book. Aww. It's fine. Maybe the next issue will be better. This just felt like a little, like, overworked in a way. Okay. Um, obviously, uh, Johnny Blaze is the king of hell. He occasionally becomes Ghost Rider, and he deals with, like, uprisings, because there's, like, a, like a couple of, like, demon uprising groups in there who are just like, no, Mephisto is the king of hell, you're a false king, rah, and they're, like, trying to get out. Uh-huh. And, like, you know, Johnny's like, no, you can't leave, all right? <laughs> Look, no. So, like, some demons escape into New York, um, and he, you know, goes to back to Earth right. to, like, you know, go and reclaim them, essentially. And, like, mm -hmm. we do, like, a standard... Like, the devil sort of look, no shoes, that kind of thing. I He's see. wandering around. That's cool. And he decides that he's like, you know what, maybe I'll get a little help. And he goes and he finds um, Danny Catch. Oh. Danny Catch at this point um, is, uh, he owns a bar. His mom just died like a couple weeks ago. Oh, no. And, um, like, he's really, like, just struggling, as Danny Catch does. And he doesn't want to be Ghost Rider, but he's accepted the fact that the spirit of vengeance is within him. But he's not going to help him. Right. He's not going to help Ghost Rider out. He doesn't want to be a hero. He doesn't want to do any of that. Okay. He's just like, no. Here's what I'm going to do. Like, sometimes I'm going to become Ghost Rider, and we'll go to do Ghost Rider things. But, like, I'm never going to just be a hero. I'm not going to do that. Like, Pfft, listen, I was okay. at my mom's funeral, and I became the spirit of vengeance, and I had to leave. <laughs> I was like... I Fair enough. I kind of wish we had seen that. Yeah. Um, they do also... They reference... Um, What's going on with Absolute Carnage? With one of the the female Ghost Rider having just died yes, recently, yes. Um, and like how Danny Catch is like, I don't want any part of this anymore. I'm so sick of this. I'm so Ghost sick Riders of are all. dumb, right? But like, basically, his like plan is, you know how he like always oh, he just would leave. He's yes. just like, I'm just not going to engage, and I just don't want to be a part of it. And like, Johnny's like, cool. Well, you suck. Well, that sounds about right. Yeah, basically, he's very much like that. He's just like, I mean, I could use some help. There's a lot of, like, demons, like, floating around out here, and it's like, not like Spirit of Vengeance is ever gonna go away. I mean, I feel like... Oh, no, he can't, actually, because he's different. Yes, and he still has, cap. He still has the bike. He Yay! Still has the bike. It's the bike. And, um... Best bike. Danny's like... Or, uh, Johnny's like, I'll be back. We'll chat more, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Johnny goes off to do his thing. Um, he ends up you know, running into a demon or like a soul who was meant to be, you know, in hell. Sure. He chases them down, goes to their apartment. He's like, you didn't think I didn't know you were there in the bar? I, I totally knew you were there. Cause like the guy who he's pretending to be in the bar notices that like, you know, Johnny's right there and he's like, Right, he's well. So he does his thing, his patented leave. No, no, no. The the demon. Oh, leaves. the he's demon. Like, Never mind. <laughs> so Johnny goes back, and he's just like, "No, you have to be here." And he's like, "I've already paid for my sins. Like, I I've paid for it a million like a times over, whatever." And it's like, "Listen, man, this is the deal." Right. All right. So he's just like, "I can do whatever I want. I'm the king of hell." And he's just like, "Yeah, for <laughs> now, there's other people who you know." Or coming for you. Yeah. And of course, the other person who's coming for him is Lilith. Oh, no! Yeah. So we're, like, dragging Lilith into it with, like, that deep dive of, like, it's Lilith! Ah! Yeah. They kind of tone down her look a little Aww. bit in this, you know, trying to modernize her to some degree. Yeah. Is it she? Yeah. Her and her gang of moped babes. Are these the girls who stole his motorcycle? No! No, there were other people. But, um, 
while this is going on, um, Danny Catch, who uses the word damned, like, all the time. He's like, this damned spirit of oh. vengeance, this damned whatever. And that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe, like, you were talking about for those first issue jitter kind of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, Like, I'm doing Ghost Rider, ah! So we don't need to say damned every, like, five seconds. Like, right, and not it. because Danny you're, Catch like, offended. It. It's more just because it's, like, it's repetitive. It's, yes. It's, it, it's, and it's I not can't like tell thing. if it's an intentional thing for um, Danny Catch because he sucks or because it's just kind of lazy. Um, so Danny goes to the graveyard to visit his mom's grave and be like, Mom, everything sucks, whatever. Yeah. And then, like, off in the distance, he sees, like, a woman standing there, and it's his mom. But, like, it's not his mom. No, like, it's... Obviously, it's Lilith or one of her people or whatever, and they're there, and they're like, and she's like, hey, yeah, no, you have to stop. You have to stop, Johnny, please. Yeah, the power's corrupting him. So, like, they're, they're working to pit, like, Danny Blaze Catch. versus Catch. Yeah, these two Ghost Riders like versus one another oh no um so like they're like he's mad with power and like we do see this image of 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 johnny blaze as like the demon like looking like he's mad with power but to be fair he is going after a demon who is meant to be in hell so like i you know whatever yeah, he's got to pull out all the stuff yeah i guess and like it's like he's like what does it matter like you, you've, you've suffered worse in hell right um it's interesting, you know, I, I don't know. I'm going to give another, like, couple of issues to see where it goes. Like I said, I can't tell if it's not just... I can't tell if it's the nature of the content or just the fact that it's, like, the first issue and we're just kind of getting back into having, the, like, Blaze and Catch yeah. back in a book together. Right, right, right. Um, oh, also, we do see, we check in with Mephisto back in the in the, the hotel. Right. Well, oh, really? In the hotel? Because he's not in the hotel in every other appearance he's had, and he's had at least a dozen yeah, appearances. Yeah, no, he's since locked away in the hotel exactly as he was left in damnation with Wong standing guard. That's that's ridiculous. And the Wong was recently in. Dutch. He's been in everything. Uh, that doesn't make any damn sense. To quote uh, Johnny Blaze. Damn. I'm sorry. Spirit Danny Catch. of vengeance. Woof. That's cool, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna keep reading it. I'm gonna yeah. check it out. I gotta see. What the art's pretty cool, I think. It's fine. Some of the inking's not stellar for mm. me. Joshua Wright says, "Here's a couple of bucks. Been reading, been reading classic X-Men books. Will wondering whether you'll do X-Men Mutant Massacre and follow the mutants on back issues. The answer is yes. We will eventually do those. Mm -hmm. We have them. I know you always look behind you. I wanted to look too. Yeah, yeah. Here, here we go. We got Inferno. We got Fall of the Mutants." Yeah. What the hell kind of alphabetizing is this? These are hardcovers. Oh, my God. No, no, no. The, the trades are on the other side, and it goes all the way to, to Z. Then we start again with the hardcovers. All right. Although the tick shouldn't be here. I, I just, I don't understand mixing or putting the, okay. Let's just keep going. I'm not, I'm not, no, no, because <laughs> then it would go all the way, no, forget it. Look at this. No, and these are all Batman, because then it would just be bees. Yeah, nothing but bees. Mm -mm. Bees. So uh, Matthew Mosley says uh, to my favorite couple and their awesome channel. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank you. Matthew, that's very kind of you. Uh, Alan Osborne, uh, what's up, guys? Just wanted to say that the framed picture, which I think is Dark Knight Returns, is amazing. Also, here's some money. Thank you very much. It is amazing. This is in my office. This is where I work mm -hmm. um, sometimes when I'm doing the, the other editing. Yeah. Um, so I wanted it, and I bought this specifically to go in my office. This is a uh, limited edition lithiograph. Uh, depicting the sequence in which Batman and the Sons of Batman are riding along with the mutant gang to rescue Gotham from the uh, EMP yeah. Inferno. Yeah, it's bad. You almost didn't buy it. You were like, should I get it? I was like, yes. It was a little expensive. No, uh, it was worth it. But it's it. limited. I think it's like, what is it, five out of a hundred? Uh, five out of a thousand. And, oh, uh, no, it's a hundred. You're yeah. right. Wow. And it's signed by Frank Miller. So. Yeah. It's great. It's really, it's beautiful. It's yeah. a beautiful print, too. Like yeah. They did a spectacular job right. of recreating the piece. Yes, because it's also printed on this nice, like, rough cut it, it, It's paper. an archival paper. There you go. Yeah. It was nice. I got that at, uh, I think, Denver Comic Con two years ago. Did you? Yeah. Did you take a picture of it and send it to me? Yeah. Okay. I was like, yeah, get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, like, I saw I was, it, but I yeah, wasn't I was, there. Yeah, I was away. You were not there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was cool. But thank you very much for, yeah, for noticing. Yeah. Uh, you have any other books that are coming? Yeah, came out? And, and again, like this is two weeks ago, so this is kind of like a last week and two weeks ago kind of yeah. uh, episode. I think we should chat about Deceased really quickly. Yeah, Deceased. Um, because this last issue like made me tear up. Oh, it's excellent. I'm sorry you did, but yeah. That was a gut punch and a half. Yep. I mean, like, I, how could you like not do what they did with this this issue or with that issue? Yeah. Um, just like 
continues to be like kind of a weird sort of sleeper hit for me. Not yeah. like I'm saying it's like the greatest story of all time. Nor are we like, saying that no one's reading it. It's right. just kind of like it's just like, wow, did not see this coming how much I'm enjoying this book. What seemed to be just a standard sort of zombie like mm-hmm. You know, book is turning more into an examination of like heroes and heroism and, you know, the end of the world kind of scenarios. Um, This issue focused on the heroes uh, doing what they can to take the survivors and keep them safe until they can plan what to do. They have a couple of plans on how to do that, one of which is Themyscira, in which they actually. Um, make with, more land. Yeah, like Mara and Superman and Wonder Woman like lift rocks up and like you know create a larger like you know island for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Poison Ivy, who made it, obviously she protected Harley in this, and like she has taken over taken Gotham. over Gotham. Like nature has reclaimed it back, and she opens up her like jungle realm to them. Yes, they negotiate the terms. And, yeah, and that's you know. just and it's, it's basically the idea is it's temporary. Yeah. Um. We also have this really great moment between Lex Luthor and Superman. It's one of the best moments in the book. It really is. Um. Where like, you know, it, it Lex, looks like he's raving up for a fight. Right. Like Lex is in Metropolis and he's like ah, and like Superman's like on. really and like he kind of falls to his knees and he's like look what happened look, look, look what they did to our city and I was like. Yeah. Wow. wow, how real. Like, yeah. what a great examination of Luther and Superman and, like, throwing away, yeah. like, the, the, the bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Um, Lex's plan, inevitably, as he's working with um, Cyborg, is that they should create arcs and they have to leave. They've abandoned this planet. He yeah. gets another, like, zing in on Superman later on once he's safe and not in the ruins of Metropolis uh-huh. any longer. Yeah. And when she's just like, wow, you lost two homeworlds in, like, one lifetime. Ouch. Yeah. Like, that Thanks, sucks. Lex. Like, you suck. And then Lois hauls off and punches him in the face. Yep. Another stellar moment. Yep. Um, in the book. Um, but Superman will not abandon the planet. He doesn't think the arcs are the way to go. He's like, no, there's no reason to do that. Lex also has another really great moment in this, in which he's like, I'm one, like, I'm the um, smartest man on earth. He's like, wait, Batman's dead, right? Yeah, yeah, Batman's dead. Yeah, okay, younger than I am. <laughs> it's like needed levity. Like uh, Lex is fulfilling that role of like the nervous, like guilt. And, like, angst and sorrow that some people feel and then they can't help themselves but either be, like, antagonistic and or, like, use humor Funny. to, like, cut through it. Yep. Um, but um, they decide they, like, they should leave. All the superheroes are at the Fortress of Solitude. Yep. And that's where they realize they've made their mistake because no one's accounted for the Martian Manhunter who has been infected and is, like, monstrous and scary and terrible. Yep. And he attacks the superheroes going right after the flash yep and uh which is a disaster yeah yeah he takes he takes barry and And he kills lex yeah he kills lex he takes barry and barry winds up like spreading the disease faster and farther than they ever could have imagined right and so like the plan is that like superman is like i have to i have to catch him yep and they're like can you catch him he's like probably not but i don't need to yeah i just need to i don't need to intercept him yeah so like he's like i'm gonna come from the other way and, like, there's a great line where they're, like, this is, like, we finally find out what happens um, with um, an unstoppable, unstoppable force. force meets an immovable object. Yep. And, like, he just rips through Barry and just, like, annihilates him. Yeah. Unfortunately, part of Barry's fingers end up in... Embedded into his, like, abdomen. Yeah, and so... Superman's infected. Right. And it's, like, this, of course, is the nightmare scenario. Yep. Um, And so, like, Superman is going to leave. Instead, he enters the speed force. Yeah. Because um, he wants the opportunity to say goodbye to his loved ones, which I think is lovely. Yep. Um, so, you know, Lois and Martha and um, John are brought into the Speed Force where all of like the, the tear-jerking emotions that you could imagine happen. Yep. And it is emotionally, like, I, I thought it was well-earned. It was, yeah. There was something about it because it was like we had seen Damien lose... You his know, father. His father, without getting a chance to say goodbye. We saw Alfred have to kill his own son, essentially. Yep. And, like, so, like, I was like, no, this is earned. You yep. know, like, Superman would make this decision, whether it had been the right decision or not. Like, he wanted to have that chance to say goodbye to his family. Yeah. And it is so sad. Um, he then takes off into space in hopes of, you know, depriving his body of oxygen, thus killing him or the, like, stopping the disease for as long as he, he can. I was like, oh, he's going to go into the sun. Yeah. Of course, it doesn't work. Nope. And now Superman is infected. Yeah. And, you know. And so ready the world to go. is over. Yeah, it's done. Yep. We're, it, it, hope is lost. You could have literally ended the whole series with this. Yeah. 
But they didn't, so we'll see what so happens. So we'll see what happens next. next. When John obviously has to go up against his dad. Yeah, and that's going to be rough. Yes. Great stuff. Yeah. It's just a so, great uh, series. It's just a, it's a, it's an surprisingly fun series. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dan S. says, not the bees. Not the bees. bees. Uh, John Holbrook says, DC is just so good. I yeah. hope they find a way to make it an ongoing. Mm-hmm. They will. <laughs> I because hope it's not. selling well, no, and Injustice did the same let thing. Let them just tell the story and be done with it. Yeah, they will tell the story. Yeah, and then they will do seventeen sequels like yeah. Marvel Zombies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mister Supertastic as a zombie story, I think DC is just boring and a checklist. But the emotional parts are great and keep me coming back every time. Yeah, like I, I hear what you're saying. Um, I mean, I'm, I am interested to see how they're going to deal with the anti-life equation mm-hmm. and how they might or may not solve this issue that they have yep. or not who knows really the series could go either way like that's what I think is so fantastic about it yep. but as we said earlier like it really comes down to the examination of what heroism is exactly in this type of scenario and that's what a zombie movie a good zombie story is actually like a microcosm or, or macrocosm that ana- mm-hmm. analyzes some aspect of human nature right or it's like it's this story and then zombies happen yeah <laughs> Uh, he also says, I love that Lois is the one to take offense at Luther's comment, providing, uh, proving how tight they are. Yeah. And that goodbye to John as oh. a tearjerker. I live for those. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah. That was so rough, but mm-hmm. like beautiful. Yeah, great stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Powers of Ten. Let's talk ended. about it. This is it. This is it. This is the end of the two series that are one. This is the yeah. wrap up, the culmination of Jonathan Hickman's beginning, the prelude, act one yeah. of the Hickman X saga is now concluded. Mm-hmm. We are uh, a week away from the first issue of the ongoing X-Men series. We're not even a week away. Out of it. Yeah, no, we're, four, we're two days away from yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, so Powers of Ten ended uh, on the cliffhanger that was House of X's uh, big Matrix Revolutions orgy sequence. Yeah. And now, we're basically, and hey, I, I'm... listen, Dazzler got a key role in that celebration. Yeah, I love Good it. for you, Dazzler. I love Siren just, like, screaming into her, and then Dazzler converting Siren's, like, noise into music. Yeah. Uh, so, obviously, this, did, this issue did a lot that I was kind of expecting, which was go back, fill in the gaps, explain this stuff. Yeah. Explain what's going on or what were some like moments that looked weird. The only thing we don't get is a full explanation about like the Forge sequence and why Professor X looks so evil and menacing. No, I, and I think that that is one of those things that like we'll get there. Hickman will get there when he gets there. Right. But like this, I thought this issue in particular was one of the most satisfying of the series because it like explained a big hole. Which as it was being explained, I was like, duh. Oh, right. Because I couldn't see the forest through the trees. No, exactly. The Krakoan trees. <laughs> uh, so they go and they, we, we, because it's powers of 10, we go back to that like X-Men 1000 future with yeah. the, with the robot per human architect. Which by the, the way, I told you they weren't mutants. No, you were right. Uh, and <laughs> how they have a preserve. The preserve had people in them. So, do, so we thought, in fact, the preserve had two people on them. No, uh, no, it has all kinds of mutants. Has, well, yes, but. It's the uh, last of the mutants. Right. Uh, and two of them are Moira McTaggart and Wolverine. Yep. Yep. And uh, basically that like, you know, the next day is the ascension. The phalanx is going to come and absorb all of like post-humanity or whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. And uh, and this, the priest, if you will, is like, this is where we're going. This is where it's headed. Uh, I know what you're all about and what like, and if I let Moira die, it'll reset. If I wait until tomorrow, she won't. Right. But like he, the, the librarian, because that's who it is. Librarian, it's the the librarian you. that we've been following the entire time in this, um, this like this future story yeah. mentions the fact that it's like they're struggling because it's like he's monologuing at them. And right. they're like, why would you tell us all of this? We could stop you at this point. Right. And he's like, yeah, because the problem I have is that like, I'm about to enter into a life that is like really just the essence of a life. And I don't yes. know how I feel about that or if it's real. And like either I can let you go ahead and kill yourself and reboot everything. Right. And then I don't have to worry about this because you'll have learned this and prevented this future from ever happening. Mm-hmm. Or I could just allow myself to become part of this godhood and like find out for myself and make sure that like you'll never have control over us because we'll be outside of, I guess, time at that point. Or outside of life. It's, yeah, it's, it's or a... something to that effect. And yeah. so, like, he's kind of struggling with that, but it's okay because Wolverine takes care of that for him. He doesn't have to make any decision. I thought at he all. did. I see. My interpretation was that he was basically saying, like, these were my like the reason why he even waited because like Wolverine does step in and go like, let me take care of that for you, Snicked. Um, I thought he was doing all that monologuing because he she I couldn't really tell. Yeah. Um, was was monologuing because they had already resigned themselves to the idea. That's why like they they beckoned Wolverine. 
Because we echo that whole thing that Wolverine says, where it's like, this is what you do. Like, you kill. So it's like... Yeah, I just assume because, like, earlier, remember, a different mutant tries to attack them? Yes. And, like, he's like, you're not fast enough. I already, like, figured it all well, out. Well, that's a, But, like, Wolverine... There's no way Wolverine's that fast. But Wolverine's seasoned. Like, this is the Wolverine that has existed for forever. That mutant is newer. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's like, the wolf, that, that mutant has not been trained in the wars that Wolverine has. So, yeah. like, I, I don't know. I guess you could really interpret it several ways. It's true. Um, but Wolverine takes care of the choice for them. Yeah. And so Moira's like, all right, now we know. Like, what the future holds and where we need to... Yeah. What our opposition is. Well, and that, like, the fact is, at the end of the day, like... Um, we always lose. Mutants are, are an organic evolution of humanity. And the reason that, like they've always had an issue with like sentinels and nimrod is that like they're like the inorganic the machines are really what the big problem is and that because that's inevitably, like humanity's evolution right well inevitably humanity tries to divert themselves from that and goes this like like non-organic non-natural evolutionary pathway that turns society into what it is here that at least that's what it seemed to indicate mm -hmm. maybe yeah <laughs> right uh and so Basically, all that crap that we didn't like about, the, or that I didn't like about the future with like Rasputin and all that stuff. Yeah, that is the sixth life. No, no. Yeah. No, no, no. That was the that was the apocalypse life. Oh, that was the apocalypse life. This is the life. This is where the, the phalanx show yeah, the up. The phalanx of the sixth life. I'm sorry. Yeah, and like so, like they're like, and so ends the sixth life. And I was like, of course, because we saw the apocalypse like, life and how it ended in Powers of X. So naturally, this would be the sixth life. Like as soon as it was there, I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Right. I was like, I was like the detective in freaking Seven. Usual Suspects. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, then we cut back to the beginning of Powers of Ten, where Moira meets a Professor for the first time. I guess. Well, no, we cut that at the beginning, which of I love. First issue, because yeah. for a second I thought I opened up the wrong book. Because it was on, you know, yeah, we're reading on comicsology, so I was like, oh, oh did I open the wrong book? Yeah. Wait, no. Okay, no. I'm good. But uh, so she basically, like, lets Chuck check it out and yeah, he see sees... the futures. Yes, but he sees, like, all of the lives. Right. She's, like, the collective memories of everything. Mm -hmm. um, which. Moira then, you know, it, the idea here is that Moira's like, I need you, and I have loved you. And I've hated and you, I've hated you, and I've everything well, you. And you, you are a, you are, you know, you are immovable. Yeah, you're a good person, and you always think, like, you always look for the best in people, and that is not that's what I what need right lose. now. That's what we're gonna lose. Yeah, and that's why we always lose. And so, and like, it's like Ugh. I'm gonna have to break you. Yeah. Well, she doesn't even say that, but it's, it is in her notes. Yes. Which, unfortunately, unlike the last issue, they figured out the whole blocking issue, so you can't read through them. There's a little bit you can you read You can. Through. I know. There are only, I only saw but, letters. Like, on purpose. Yeah. No, there's, like, words. Like, I like deliberately didn't even like, read them. Oh, I did. What were they? There's nothing that helps. Mm. <laughs> But so we get a we get a peek into Moira's journal where basically we see like the timeline as it's yeah. been proceeding for her. Uh, they fake her death using one of the pod people, like we talked about, and uh, then we find out Moira's sanctuary is where she just hides. She has a couple of doors that go to the best restaurant in the world. I don't know where that is. I don't think they say. No. Um, I assume it's like some pizzeria in New York, but like I doubt it. <laughs> um, and basically, uh, you know. <laughs> And then it's after House of X number six, where uh, Magneto and Professor X explain to her like what happened, what compromise they had to make. Right. Uh, one of the deals that uh, Mystique needed was that they needed to resurrect Destiny. Yes. Which Moira was a hundred percent against because, of course, she's the whole like yeah, she's what Moira fears the yeah, most. Yeah, and and nobody who can see the future can can know about this. Can be on Krakoa. Exactly. They may not come to Krakoa whatsoever. Right. Also, we learned that Sinister being involved this soon. Is not Moira's plan. No. Chuck and Magneto did, did that. that. And she was like, that was a bad idea. Right. That was a bad idea. But here we are. We do see like this weird image though. Like these two panels where it's like Moira looking sinisterly from this part down. Yes. And then Charles in the Cerebro, in the Cerebro helmet. Yes. Maybe I'm just grasping at straws here. No, it's all deliberate. <laughs> there's there's no way that they don't want you to think about this. And and because the... The, the fact that you are deliberately obfuscating the face of a person that you're supposed to know and the fact that, like, we don't show it and that we've gone, we've taken pains to not show it means yeah. we want you to think about it. Right. And so, yes, like, seeing Moira's, like, lower lower jaw and then immediately followed by Professor X's lower jaw, maybe the whole, like, we needed that sequence where she says, across time, you never change. Yeah. Means it's because... You're not really Professor X. You're right. me. Well, and she struggles with Magneto as well. Right. Like, but Magneto's like, she's like, I'm going to lose him. He's going to freak out. Like, he's eventually going to go off the reservation. Right. Um, but I think she is him. 
I think so too. I think you're right. Um, I also had this moment where I was like, what happens if Sinister clones her? Right. And her powers? What if he already has? Like, what if they do the whole bubble thing with her? How does that work? Or does it not matter? Like, what if she doesn't die and they still do that? Yeah. Like, what would happen then? Yeah. What if we've made, like, six of them and we send them into the future and they kill themselves? Like, you know what I mean? There's a lot of what-ifs about that. Yeah. So, uh, basically, it ends with, like, a more sinister uh, (laughs) conclusion that undercuts the whole, like, uh, you know, orgy scene. Um, and I, of course it's a joke. Everyone on the internet was like, it's an orgy. And I'm like, fucking Havoc and Cyclops hug. They're not doing incest. They're just having a nice time. Yeah, no, literally it looks more like the like re-released version of, of the, the end Endor. of Empire. Yeah. Of uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, no, it exactly looks like that. Or the end of the Empire, yeah. I should say. That's right. The end of the <laughs> Empire. But uh, yeah, and then, uh, and, and then that's it. You know, and then we're like, well, here we go. <laughs> Let's see how it goes. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because, like, Moira, like, you're, you're watching basically three massive egos all, like, think they've got it covered. Yeah. Like, you're watching these two friends who are like, we've got it. We even made some decisions of our own. And you got Moira who's like, uh, no, you don't got it. You guys are idiots and I need to manipulate you and I've got a secret journal that says what you're doing wrong. Nah. And you're like, all of this is going to blow up in your faces. You have no idea how stupid all of you are. Yeah. Like... Anyway. I mean, what is interesting about this, though, is the fact that it's like, at any point in time, the plug can be pulled on the Marvel Universe. Right. Which only Hickman can get can, can be given that outlet. <laughs> but yeah, no, they did that. So, yeah, it's that. Uh, and so that wraps up that story. Yeah. And so we, we then move on with, what was it, five different books? Uh, yes. We got X-Men, Marauders, Excalibur, X-Force, New Mutants, and, of course, Fallen Angels. Yeah. X-Men is always the one I'm the most excited for. Yep. Um, I don't know necessarily about the other books and how they're going to kind of fold into all of this, but, like, I'm the most excited for the, like, obvious, like, long game of Hickman's story. Oh, yeah. And it is. And, like, what it means. Right. Uh, jumping into the Super Chats again, but recommending this book. You can check it out. Yeah, if you, if you did not read Pox because you didn't like it and you just wanted to read Hox, now it's time to go grab it because like, it honestly does help to supplement things. And now, knowing everything you know about Heroes of X, this might, or House, House of, of X, X, this might help to just get you through it a little more easily. Because I know this was like initially a very dense book where it was like, what is happening? Yep. But by the end of it, I'm like, oh, okay. Like I said, like it was like we started in too close to a page and as we were like zooming out, now you can see it. Right. Uh, Eli- yeah. Elijah Wilcott says, did you see that phenomenal SNL parody of Joker with David Harbour? It's done in the style of Joker, but with an Oscar the Grouch origin. No, but uh, I'll, I'll check that out. I saw that was recommended to me, but it I didn't was. get a chance to watch it. Yeah, it's a Grouch, and I was like, I didn't know it was Oscar the Grouch. I was just like, ha, huh, and I didn't watch it. Uh, Silvery Cricket theory, the internal conflict on Krakoa will come from characters not getting to choose their romantic partners in service of creating greater mutants. Because, of course, making more mutants is a law. Yeah. Maybe. I think the conflict is going to come from, like, people who aren't allowed on Krakoa or people who are like, where do, where do I fit in? I think it's going like to come clones. from the, the government. There's too many, like, you know, volatile individuals. Yeah. I don't know if they just know that they they can just take them down it doesn't matter yeah i I hope the big conflict is with apocalypse because he's a fun villain and uh be really cool if like they all banded together to fight him Mm -hmm. eventually mr roboto the answer to x is jubilee you pick the version okay (laughs) vampire Uh, yeah (laughs) robert gukian or gukian uh says if you do you think this will be just retconned like secret wars was by marvel hickman can remake a whole universe and the suits can ruin it in less than a year uh, probably, but I don't expect it to happen anytime soon. Um, and if they want to keep Hickman happy, they'll give him whatever he wants and let him do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that if Hickman is, uh, going to execute this plan, he's in it for the long haul. That means probably another year or two or three. Execute it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, so I wouldn't worry about it. I wouldn't worry about it until after it's over. Enjoy, enjoy the, the story. stories. Yeah. Uh, Alberto, uh, uh, Ugalde says, um... It has been a while since I could catch one of these, and I don't have to use a VPN to send some love for being on the other side of the continent. Keep up the good work, guys. Well, thank you so thank much. You, thank you, Alberto. That's thank very you. kind of you. Uh, he also and says, back. P.S. Uh, <laughs> do Battle of the Atom. 
Eh, we'll see. <laughs> I think we have it. Uh, Lyndon Stewart says, much like these books have been the whole time, unsettling, but uh, but satisfying. But cheers to Gene and Emma for sharing a drink. Hey, Scott. Uh, can't wait for more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Scott's like, all right. All right, this is going to happen. They're like, no. No. No, Scott. Yeah. No. No. Logan, though. <laughs> no! And that's the central conflict of House of X. Yep. Uh, Mr. Supertastic Hawks was very good. was a really good series, maybe even great, and this last issue of Pox enhanced it. Mm-hmm. Only problem I had with both series by the end is that Hickman can't write Xavier. Well, uh, unless he is, and it's not Xavier. Right. Because, like, the fir- the opening Xavier where he's like, yeah, I just figured out the key to the universe. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of Xavier when he first st- shows up. Yeah, the idealist. Yeah. There. The yeah. ideal, the, well, the, like, arrogant idealist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and, like, even if it is still Xavier, it's an Xavier who has been forever changed by the knowledge of the future and by Moira Mattaggart. You yeah. know what I mean? And so, like, this is an Xavier we've never met before. True. Uh, so let's jump into some recommendations of books that, we, that are coming out this week we think you should check out. Let's do it! Obviously, X-Men number one from Hickman and Lionel Yu. Yes. Um, is coming out. Dawn of X! That's like the kind of like period we're calling this. Right. Uh, the X-Men find themselves in a whole new world of possibility and things have never been better. That's what they said. So we have no idea what it's about. Right. We do know that like uh, Corsair and, you know. Yeah, I guess I'm not a fan of this cover, but I'm not gonna. Nope! not gonna, you know. Ding it for that. No. I guess. That's fair. Yeah. I guess. But definitely X-Men. We're going to check that out. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man 2 from J.J. Uh, Abrams and his son is coming out. Uh, I'm going to read this and then probably never read any more of it. Mm. Um, <laughs> Absolute Carnage Avengers number one is coming out. That seems kind of fun. Seems like a neat idea. It's like the closest thing to new Avengers. Also, like, is Wolverine... Is this post hoc Wolverine? Is he going to be like all smiling and stuff? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Absolute Carnage number four also comes out. Excellent. So you finally got Venom Hulk. Check I'm, it out. I'm excited. I, I kind of, I'm, I'm looking forward yep, to Penultimate issue of Absolute Carnage. It's a fun it really? story. Yeah, la- second to last issue. Oh, wow. So definitely check it out. It's pretty dope. I love the art and the writing is fine. Okay. Uh, Tales from the Dark Multiverse, Batman Nightfall. Elseworlds. The new Elseworlds book is out. And it's by Scott Snyder, Javi Fernandez, Lee Weeks, and Kyle Higgins. Batman Nightfall, bad ending. It's what if Batman. It's <laughs> So, and I think that's a great idea. This is a fantastic execution. I'm definitely going to read this book. And I'm going to read as many of these as the premises intrigue me. Okay. So, that is a big pickup for me. And uh, Justice League number 34 comes out, which is the fifth part of the Doom War and, like, the 25th part of Snyder's master plan for the DC Universe. God only knows where it's going or if it's going to end. I don't know. Uh, It does say on the cover uh, that uh, the Doom War is ending. Okay. I believe it when I see it. Okay. Next week is going to be a very long show. Um, I only have three recs that I'm going to make right now. Okay. Um... Once in Future Number Three is Yay! coming out next Once week. Once in Future Number Three, um, from Boom Studios, uh, it is one of my like top comics right now. I absolutely adore the story uh, by Kieran Gillen, um, or by Dan Mora, the guy who does Klaus. Yep. Uh, from Kieran Gillen's mouth to your to my ears, this is his like action movie cinematic feeling comic. He writes it like that so that like when you see it and you see Dan Mora's work, it's meant to feel like that. Um, the book is fantastic. It does delve into Arthurian lore, which he does know quite a bit about, mm-hmm. um, but in a fun, more like approachable sort of manner, I would say. Um, also, like Kick-Ass Grandma, like want want this grandma for my yeah. grandma. Just so great. You want to find out more about what Hick, uh, what Gillen has to say about this series? Tiffany talked to him at New York Comic Con. That episode will be out in a little while, not today, but obviously okay. next week. Uh, you can find out more about that when it comes out, either on here or Instagram. We'll see. I'm excited. But uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I hope it went all right, because I was like, <laughs> I know. It was great. Also, there's a photo of it over on the Instagram, Instagram.com slash official right now. Yay! Um, also from Boom Studios, people, Something is Killing the Children, number two, is coming out from James Tynan, the fourth. 
Uh, absolutely incredible story. Um, horror elements to it uh, with a demon hunter, monster hunter um, named Erica Slaughter. Mm-hmm. Fun great mask name. of hers. She has a great name. The book is like gory and bloody and like told in a really phenomenal way. If you haven't picked up the first issue, go grab it. And then you can grab this book too. So much fun. Um, Tynan really enjoys writing horror and like this is a, a story he wanted to write and then all of a sudden like it all kind of coalesced and he was ready to go with it so yeah very exciting would you like to know more about that <laughs> get a deeper insight into what uh, Tynan the fourth has to say about something's killing the children Tiffany interviewed him over at uh, New York Comic Con uh, stay tuned for that episode in the future I did uh, in-depth discussion about something's killing the children and more uh, from James Tynan the fourth check it out in the future that happened um, and then let's chat about Conan the Savage Sword of Conan, number 10, is coming out. Hey! Um, now, uh, Jim Zub just wrapped up his story. So who's writing it this time? Roy Thomas. Oh, that's right! Who is, is returning to Conan. Yeah. He wrote Conan for Marvel back in the day. So uh, they're saying nearly 50 years later. Yeah. So I am exceptionally excited to pick up this story um, for those who may have been like old school Conan fans, maybe you haven't jumped back into it. Mm-hmm. Now would be a good time because this, these Savage Sword stories, each arc is seems to be done by a different writer, and yeah. so I would say uh, jump in at least to this issue, to issue number ten. Definitely check it out. He's going to be teamed up with Alan Davis, so really looking forward to this. You got to read it, <laughs> check it out. That's really really awesome, right? Uh, jumping back into the super chat, Silver Cricket says, uh, "Do you think Hickman has plans for the Ultimate X Men?" refugees working under miss sinister no no i don't <laughs> mr supertastic i like that reading issue two of hawks you can you can see the five first lives being peaceful and after six moira gets more and more desperate and ten yeah. is the mix of it all i'd like some more magneto moira interaction oh you'll get it mm-hmm. um <clears throat> jack o'connell says i think it would be cool to see current venom bond to peter again for a run they have both grown a lot since the last time they were bonded, I agree. Yeah. Um, technically, they were never bonded. They, uh, It tried to bond with him. He never bonded with the symbiote. So, uh, But yeah, no, I, I would love to see that too. Uh, J. Joseph Fraser says, hey guys, here's some money. Well, thank you. Uh, I say check out Contagion at Marvel. It's a new Avengers meets The Last of Us. Okay, so like literally I asked Sal about like yep. checking that out. And I saw the cover and was like, this is just deceased. I thought about picking it up. The fact that you're saying The Last of Us, I'm certainly interested now because um, I liked that game a right. lot. Right. And hopefully the second one is just as good. <laughs> Let's see. But yeah, I will check out. We'll, we'll check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Mr. Supertastic is once in future. Multiple thumbs up. Yeah, yeah it's a great so series. So good. Yeah. Boom Studios, man. I know they're they're Such, coming out swinging. And I gotta say, it's honestly a pleasure to be able to chat about them. Not that I don't love my Image books. Oh, not that yeah. I don't love Image. I mean, they've got some some new stuff coming out. There's another magic book that's gonna be starting from Image this Wednesday as well oh, called cool. Marked. It's about like people with tattoos. And, like, the tattoos are, like, like it's almost, like, I guess, like, ley lines. It's, like, the, where they have their magic. That's cool. Um, but I talk about Image a lot. So I'm, I'm excited to be, you know, being able to, like, talk about Boom with such passion. Yeah, definitely. Um, before we go, uh, if you want to meet us or you want to hang out with us, we're going to be at Zap Comics on October 26th, the Saturday, in Wayne, New Jersey, uh, from 4 to 7 p.m. So if you go to Zap Comics in Wayne, New Jersey, on October 26th, on Saturday, from 4 to 7 p.m., you will see us at Zap Comics. I think we're going to shoot something. We'll see. Uh, we're going to film a little thing. Uh, we'll very, at the very least, I'm going to try and have uh, some merch there so you can get a copy of a poster or a sticker or whatever. Oh. Um, oh. Well, we're going to be there. They're gonna be, we're going to be exclusively there. We should make our, our wares available. So, we'll have a bake sale. No. Okay. Do not expect baked goods. They will not be provided. But there is a Dunkin' Donuts right next door, so you can get your own. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be there. Uh, also, Baltimore Comic Con, if you're going to be there, she and I are going to be there. At least Saturday. At least Saturday. No table, no nothing. Just, Just selfies and comics. Walking around. So if you want to, ha- if you want to say hi, please do. If you see us, and you th- or you think you see us, you know, don't be a stranger. Say hello, and we will definitely be happy to see you. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely Saturday. Maybe Sunday morning. We'll see. But like, probably not. Uh, mostly Saturday. We're gonna. I'm gonna try and shoot some stuff there with our phones. Nice. Make, make some episodes for the Instagram. Ooh. Um, for the gram. For the gram. I don't know. It's I like I, I like. I guess I like that one better because it makes me think of graham crackers. Uh, yeah. And I like graham crackers. Who doesn't? 
That's we want to thank you all. That's probably the most trite thing I could have said. I like graham crackers. <laughs> we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Please uh, don't forget, if you do like this show, give us a like. It does help us out. Subscribe to our channel. <laughs> click the bell for notifications. Leave a comment down below. It does help as long as it's contributory. And uh, we do thank you so much to the Super Chatters out there who did sponsor this episode. We are so lucky to have you. Thank you. And if you want to continue this trend, you can always go to patreon.com slash to support our channel more directly. But otherwise, the best way to do it, subscribe to the channel and watch our shows and give us some love. We do appreciate it. We'll see you guys next time with an all new episode of Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody, and thanks for watching. Bye.